0: 954 589 2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna and Levine, accident attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident any personal injury slip and fall motorcycle car accident bike anajar and levine accident attorneys 800-747-3 that's 800-747-3733 title sponsors from day number one no before day number one of Zazlo show 2.0 my guys mark anajar glenn levine ellie anajar If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday The 19th of December, good to have you aboard, however you're listening to us, love you long time, whatever podcast platform it is, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Show. make sure you like, you rate, you comment, you do all that good stuff, the algorithm likes when you do that. And then it helps me, and then I get the monies, and we keep doing all of this. Zazlo Show 2.0, always presented by Anna and Levine, Accident Attorneys. 800 Cent 47 That's 800 Cent 47 3733. If you're dealing with any kind of injury from an accident, however, it was caused. You call up Anajar and Levine, you get an attorney on the phone right away. Let them advise you and take care of all the extracurricular stuff while you're getting better and you're getting healthy. Let them get you the money that you deserve. Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorney, is 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. What a sports weekend. Now, we knew this going in, right? You got heat basketball. You got Panthers hockey. You got the World Cup. You got the Dolphins You got so much going on. This was a monster sports weekend. And look, I want to talk a lot about the World Cup and what happened there yesterday. We're obviously going to start with the Dolphins. But Heat and Panthers, and Panthers with a great win on Saturday night. They're back at it tonight. And the Heat with their best stretch of the season right now, they're 4-0. They're back at home tomorrow against Chicago. So there's a lot happening here. This was a tremendous sports weekend. Yesterday felt weird, though with the dolphin game Saturday night. Like I kind of didn't know what to do with myself. I was really pissed off with the Dolphins loss on Saturday night. Really really angry. And it's actually funny because my my son, my older son, he uh boy, he's taking these Dolphins losses hard. And there's part of me where it's like, "Hey man, you got to chill out." But then there's another part of me and and this is the part that, I, that I'm really focused on. Then there's the other part of me where eh, I'm kind of proud of him. I'm kind of because I I was exactly the same way. I mean, I was a disaster. After these Dolphins losses, I was I was terrible to be around. You, you could not console me. Don't talk to me about the Dolphins for a couple of days, and that's how he is. So there, there's a, there's a part of me that's kind of proud in that regard that he takes it so hard, because man, that is a uh, that is a carbon copy of the way that I used to handle Dolphin games. So. I'm probably getting a little bit of what I deserve there as a father where I did this to my dad. Although my dad didn't care as much, like, care about the Dolphins for sure, but he's losing zero sleep over Dolphins wins and losses. Uh, for me, though, I certainly care. But, man, my, my son takes these losses hard. But here's probably what a lot of people listening are going through as well, right? Where, you know, my son, my older one, he, he's 13, he'll be 14 next month. This is the first time in his life where the Dolphins been good. First time. So the stakes have been raised, and, and, and you know, the expectations are now higher. And That's another thing that we got to talk about today is expectation from the Dolphin fan. But expectations are now higher, and your kids experiencing a winning, fun Dolphin team for the first time, you're—I'm probably not the only one. You're probably experiencing this as well, where our kids, our sons, our daughters are reacting differently, right, to Dolphins' losses— than they did previous... We're seeing a side of them that we haven't seen before because the games matter more. Because the games mean more. And we're going to continue to see that these final three weeks of the regular season and then hopefully into playoff games. So, Saturday, I, let's, let's get right to it here. Alright? So, the Dolphins lose their third consecutive game. Everybody knows that by now. And boy, what a streaky season. They start off by winning three, then losing three. Then winning five, now losing three. And my guess... Is they're going to finish by winning three. The Dolphins are going to be favored. All three of these games remaining in the season. Now, before we get to that part. Despite the usual December collapse. You know, we talked about this the last couple weeks. Where, yeah. Yeah. The Dolphins, this is going back to my childhood where every week I think they're going to win and they got a great quarterback and they score tons of points and the offense is fun. And what I forgot was, yeah, that also comes with the December collapse. Remember how that goes? Despite the usual December collapse that we're in the midst of right now. So going into the game this past weekend, we're going to find out, we're going to learn, are these the same old Dolphins? That's what we're going to find out. And if you're not the same old Dolphins... Then you go into Buffalo, a place you never win in this kind of weather. Yeah, uh, A huge December game. You go into Buffalo, and you win this game. Then you prove to everyone, you're not the same old Dolphins. Despite the usual December collapse, it's not the same old Dolphins. It's not. Like, they... You know, they didn't win the game that they really needed to win on Saturday night because now the playoff scenario is in jeopardy. Although, I I don't really think the playoffs are in jeopardy. But technically, it is. Especially because if the Jets would have won yesterday, the Dolphins would actually have been on the outside looking in. But I don't actually believe that the playoffs, that the wild card is in jeopardy. Despite losing a game that you felt like they had to have, this is not the same old Dolphins. Alright? The Dolphins... And I have a hard time taking silver linings out of the game on Saturday night, but if we, if we want to look at the big picture, the reality is Dolphins are really good. And the Dolphins showed that on Saturday night despite not being able to close out the game, despite not being able to hold on to an eight-point lead early in the fourth quarter, and then things got crazy with the wind and the snow, which, I mean, is not why the Dolphins didn't win the game whatsoever. But we saw, everyone else saw, The Dolphins are really good. And like Josh Allen said after the game, probably going to see them again in the playoffs. Yep, probably. Might be the first round. Probably going to see them again in the playoffs. The big picture from Saturday night, if there ever was a good loss, that was it. Dolphins are really good. You saw it Saturday night. Everybody saw it. Tua went out there in the cold. Dolphins ran the ball really well. Tua played very well. Went great. Played very well. His receivers really let him down. You know, Tyreek Hill drops a touchdown. Trent Shurfield drops a touchdown. Uh, I I think Durham Smythe had a drop at one point. Dolphins receivers really let... Tua was placing the ball in perfect position. Especially the first half. Tua was placing the ball in perfect position. And his receivers were letting him down in a big way. Tua played very well. Was he great? Played very well. And in the cold, that was important. So we we can shelve that conversation for now. Dolphins are really good. But here's why I have a hard time looking at the silver lining. Here's why I have a hard time. Even though big picture-wise, if there ever was a good loss, that was it. But this was the third consecutive loss. I got a hard time taking a positive outlook. If I'm it, like, unless some, unless I can really dig down and look at the big picture, which is probably what we should be doing, I got a hard time taking a positive outlook out of that game. I got a hard time taking a silver lining out of that game because it was their third consecutive loss. Like, if that game was the loss that snapped the five game win streak instead of the San Francisco game. I've been like, all right, you know, streak was going to come to an end at some point. We're really good. It's not like that was a bad loss. There's no shame in losing at Buffalo in a game that nobody thought you were going to win, in a game that you were a seven point dog. There's no shame in losing that game. That's the macro view. That's probably the smarter view. But the micro view is it's three consecutive losses. And we're going to get to this weekend against Green Bay on, on Christmas Day. And the Dolphins have not won a game in a month. That's the micro view. And that's that's the place that I'm sitting on right now. And here's the thing. And this is not a small thing. This is important to point out. All three losses, Tua's been outplayed by the other quarterback. It's true. And now, like I said, Tua played well on Saturday night. Played well. Wasn't good enough, though. And even though he played well, the other quarterback outplayed him. And the other quarterback made all the plays in the fourth quarter, especially. No one's sitting here saying Tua, you know, to Tua's any kind of reason they didn't win. But the fact of the matter is you look at Tua on Saturday night. You look at Josh Allen on Saturday night. Josh Allen outplayed him. Josh Allen made the plays in the end to win the game. Tua didn't. Two make bad plays. Dolphins picked up a couple first downs. Drive stalled, putting it back away. And the possession right before that, too. You know, what Dolphins get the ball. They had a chance to, they had a chance to really drive a stake through their heart. You're up 26 21. Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, you get the sack fumble. You got the ball at midfield now. If the Dolphins man should punch it on the end zone, game's over. Now getting a field goal is great. You go up eight. That's good. And Devenson holds up their end of the bargain there. Gave up the touchdown and gave up the two point conversion, which, again, another play that their quarterback made. They end up reviewing it. He got over the line barely. But again, another play that their quarterback made with the game on the line. Two was good enough to win the game. But all three losses during this streak, Tua has been outplayed by the other quarterback. That's just a fact. That doesn't mean Tua's not my dog. I already scolded, you know, those folks last week who are, Tua's still my quarterback. Shut the hell up. You sound stupid. You sound so stupid. Of course he's still your quarterback. Stop with the Tua's still my quarterback. You sound so stupid. Tua's my dog. But the fact of the matter is, three game lose, I mean, is this a coincidence? Three game losing streak, Brock Purdy outplayed Tua, in a game Tua played very poor. Justin Herbert outplayed Tua. Josh Allen outplayed Tua. Dolphins lost all three games. That's that's not a coincidence. That's the way this league works, man. That's not a coincidence. Now, overall, hey, Dolphins know they got a franchise quarterback. That's why this season's gonna wind up being a big success. But in those three games, the Dolphins were not good enough. A couple of them the quarterback did not play well. And this past week, Tua got outplayed by an elite quarterback, one of the best in the league. Three-game losing streak. You got to point it out, all three losses, Tua's been outplayed by their quarterback. That's not a knock-on Tua; it's just the truth. It's, it's, it's just the truth. Now, here's the reality, and this part's important, okay? Three games left in the season, and a chance to get to 11 wins. Now, I understand 16 games, 17-game schedule, 11 wins. Three games left in the season, and a chance to get to 11 wins. Before the season started, I thought this was a 10- or 11-win team. The Dolphins are going to be favored in all three of these games. They're favored by 4.5 right now. Opening line, Dolphins favored at home by 4.5. They're going to be favored at New England. (laughs) <laughs> stupid Patriots. Don't you worry. We'll get to that coming up. On our NFL rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. <laughs> what a stupid team. Uh, Max Jones, he sucks. Oh, he sucks. But the Dolphins are going to be favored in all three games. Then they'll be favored at home against the Jets. Of course, who are take, taking quite a nosedive themselves too. Were the Jets six and three. Now they're seven and seven. So the Jets have lost four of five. They're, they're another stupid team too. Yeah. You, you love to see it. Here's the reality. And, and this is where our, our expectations change, all right? Expectations change in the middle of the season. Three games left and a chance to get to 11 wins. If you would have told anyone, the Dolphins are 8-6, and six, and they're going to be favored the final three games of the season, Green Bay, at New England, New York Jets, you'd be like, wow, this is a good season. And that's still the truth. I got a hard time right now I'm looking at the like I feel the micro view where, yeah, that's, you know, they went toe to toe with the beast of the East in their stadium in the worst weather and showed everyone they're really good. But I got a hard time looking at the macro view because the micro view, they've lost three in a row. And that's really bugging me right now. I got a hard time looking at it that way. But the fact of the matter is they're going to be favored the final three games of this season. They're going to win these three games. Dolphins are really good. And despite losing... See, after the two-game lose... After the first two games, 49ers and Chargers, I think there's probably a lot of people... I think it's probably a lot of guys in that locker room that that are downing themselves. And even though it's three games in a row now that they've lost, I think they're feeling better, actually, after the three-game losing skid than they were after the two games. I think they're feeling better. They know, like, all right, we've corrected some things here. And what... Like... We went toe-to-toe. We, we, we weren't good enough. We didn't, we didn't make enough plays. But we're a good team. If the Dolphins... I, I think Mike McDaniel talked about this too. If the Dolphins played in San Francisco and at the Chargers the way that they did at Buffalo, Dolphins win each of those games by three touchdowns. They do. They're going to win these three games to finish the season. And it's still an awesome season. Not just good. They're going to finish 11-6. and and they're going to make the playoffs as a wild card. Hell, they may jump up to number five. We'll get to you your NFL standings coming up. Again, we got our full NFL rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance coming up in a little bit. Also, by the way, our pal Ruthie Polinski is going to join us. NBC6 we will talk Dolphin football with her. But the Dolphins, when they win these final three games, they get into the playoffs as a wild card. They're not win the division. Everybody knows that. It's not just a good season. It's going to be an awesome season. Hey, what what would you think if Mike McDaniel's first year, the Dolphins win 11 games and make the playoffs? That's an awesome season. It's awesome. Awesome. But here's the thing. This is what happened. Here's the thing. Our expectations changed. They'd won five in a row. We were 8-3. Best offense you've ever seen in your life. And our expectations changed. And it, you know, it it felt differently about what the expectation is going forward. We got ahead of ourselves. You know, going into the season, you would have said, compete for a playoff spot. It's a good season. We're making the playoffs. That's that's the goal. That's the goal, making the playoffs. And then, after 11 games, the goal then became winning the Super Bowl. I mean, Chris Collinsworth on television after the San Francisco game, before the Charger game— talk about the Dolphins. This is a Super Bowl team. We went from before the season where if they make the playoffs, fantastic season. That's the goal. To then, hey, let's win the Super Bowl. Because expectations change. And we got ahead of ourselves. And that's okay. But now we're back. Now we... we I don't know we're back to reality. We got to get back to reality. And that includes me. Because... I'm super angry about the three-game losing streak. I'm super angry about not being able to hang on Saturday night. But I got to get back to reality. Because they're going to win these final three games. And they're going to make the playoffs. And we're all going to sit here and say, this is an awesome season. Okay. You're going to feel great after these three games. You are. You are. And I talk about it on my television right now. Bills defeat Dolphins, 32 29. They're showing all the snow. You know, for the second week in a row, and, it, and, it, and Josh Boyer is going to be fired after this season. And I know the defense, they uh, just a ton of injuries. And boy, you know, give it up. That, the, the middle of that defense, Christian Wilkins, who might be the best defensive tackle in football. Christian Wilkins, Zach Sealer, tremendous. Jalen Phillips, tremendous. Um and and I I'm you know, Javon Howard made a couple big plays. I'm worried about the secondary, Xavier Howard. He gets picked on a little bit now. I think Xavier Howard's a little bit of a there's there's something to be concerned about there. And and Cater who did a really nice job. He had the huge penalty, of course. Um but Cater Kohu has been a very pleasant surprise. What was he, seventh round pick? Was he undrafted? Seventh round pick, either way. Worried about the Dolphins secondary, to be certain. But at least they're they're starting to get a pass rush again. And Christian Wilkins and Zach Wheeler, my goodness. Really great shit. But for the second week in a row, and Josh is going to be fired after the year. For the second week in a row, for me, biggest play of the game came at the end of the first half. Second straight week. At the end of the first half against the Chargers, they got the ball on the goal line. They decide to go for it instead of going for a field goal. They score. They get the touchdown there. Huge play. And how did that get set up? Because it was third and goal on the 17. And the Dolphins are playing everyone at the goal line. And they allow 16 yards to Austin Eckler. And he gets to the one. And so then instead of settling for a field goal, they decide, hey, we're going to go for it. And they got it. If you hold them there... At the end of the game, when it was 23-14, Dolphins got a field goal, made it 23-17, couldn't recover the onside kick. Instead, it's 19-14 in that spot. He lost four points because of third and 17. It's 19-14 in that spot. They're not going to kick a long field goal at Jason Sanders. They're going to try, they're going to go for it and try and win the game. Dolphins lost that game last week on third and 17. Uh third and goal from the 17, right before the end of the half. And they lost the game at the end of the half this week, too. Josh Allen, the Bills are about to blow it for the second game, second straight time against the Dolphins this year. Remember the end of the first half in the game in Miami where Josh Allen, he, he, he bobbled the snap, right? So he couldn't spike it. He had to throw it, and then the clock ran out, and they got no points at the end of the first half. Same thing almost happened this week, except it wasn't bobbling the, the snap and then not spiking the ball. He's rolling out, he's rolling out, he's, he's running out of time. And he finds a man open in the end zone for the touchdown. If that pass is incomplete, that's a monster play. They don't get those seven points going into the half, and you got a much different ball game here. Biggest play of the game for me came at the end of the first half for the second consecutive week. The Dolphins could not stop the Bills on that final play. If they stop them there, it's a completely different ballgame. Instead of 21-13 at the half, it's 14-13 at the half. Massive. And, you know, Dolphins, of course, going into the fourth quarter, the Dolphins are up 26-21, outscored them 13 nothing in the third quarter. What if it was 26-14 going into the fourth quarter? Last play of the half. Last play of the half killed the Dolphins again. Second straight week. That's tough to swallow. That is. That's tough to swallow. So... I know there's a lot of criticism being directed at Mike McDaniel for not running the ball enough. I, Dolphins ran the ball super well. Why don't they keep running it? Well, eventually, the defense is going to make some adjustments. And, like Mike McDaniel said, the defense is going to make some adjustments. They're going to try and take that away from you. And guess what? The Dolphins are built to pass the football. So, when the defense is adjusting and trying to take away what's been working for you, go to what you're built for. And this team is built in the passing game. So I don't have so much of a problem with, I know it's, it's, it's easy to point the finger at Mike McDaniel. I know a lot of Dolphin fans are doing that. Hey, rookie coach can make some mistakes, man. You know, rookie quarterback. I mean, hell, Tua to tonga making huge mistakes the first two years. Rookie quarterbacks can make some mistakes. Uh, I mean, rookie, rookie coach can make some mistakes. It's going to happen. Now, we do have a Zaslow Show poll question for today. Very controversial poll question. Zaslow Show poll question. Go to at Show on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I love responding to you guys. That's at J. But at Zazlow Show on Twitter, you can hit me up always there. And you can also vote in the poll question that is out right now. Today's Zaslo Show 2.0 poll question. Did the way the Patriots lost make you feel better? That's today's poll question. Did the way the Patriots lost make you feel better? And the answers are, yes, I can't stop laughing, or no. And right now, with 92% of the votes, you're answering, yes, you can't stop laughing, What a shit show the end of that Patriots game was. I love it so much. Mac Jones, he got face mushed into the ground. He was buried. That's his grave now. They made the middle of that field in Vegas a cemetery. And it says now, here lies Mac Jones' career. Thanks to Chandler Jones. That was funny as hell. I can watch that all day long. I love that. I want that to play on a loop. And my birthday next month. All right, my birthday's in January. My birthday next month, I want a big screen TV. And I want Mac Jones being face mushed into the grass. I want it playing on a loop. Happy birthday to me. When am going to get to our NFL rundown coming up in a few moments here. I want to talk about the World Cup. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What a World Cup. Woo. I mean, you, you're feeling dizzy after watching that World Cup game. You can't believe it. If you're feeling dizzy, by the way, Doctors on Call 365 is South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. You want to call Dr. Alon and his team, they're going to come to your home and check you out. If you're feeling dizzy, or now if you're feeling dizzy after the World Cup match, you're probably just super excited. But if that's not the case, then you got to call Doctors on Call 365. 786-577-9302. If you need an IV if you need vitamin therapy, you need blood drawn, he'll order x-rays for you. He'll test you right there in your living room for COVID, flu, strip, whatever you got going on. Doctors on call 365 South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. They're going to come to your home. You don't have to call the doctor. He's going to say, all right, I got an opening in second week in January. No, no. Doctors on Call 365 is coming to your home. Now, there's self-pay right now, but you got Medicare acceptance on the way soon. Private insurance acceptance is coming down the line. You're going to pay less out of your pocket for Doctors on Call 365 than if you go to the emergency room. You sit there forever and wait. The copay is going to be more expensive. Doctors on Call 365.com 786-577-9302. So, in the Zaslow Mansion... We root for Argentina when the U.S. is out. We love Messi. My wife's family is Argentinian, so we're, we're heavy into Argentina. And uh, you don't need me to tell you how amazing this game was, all right? You watched it. You know how amazing it was. I have no problem with it going to PKs. You know, my wife was saying, me, oh, why are they end the game like this? They, they should keep playing. You can't play forever. Here's the thing. They play 90 minutes and then another 30 120 minutes. You can't keep playing forever. And now it's, oh, someone's going to score though. Yeah, well, you know that now. There, was, there were two goals scored in overtime. You know that now. But there are plenty of games that are 0-0 at the end of 120 minutes. This game, there happened to be scoring. Maybe they would have scored if they went to golden goal. Maybe they wouldn't. You can't play forever. Somebody's eventually going to get hurt. Especially because at this point, you've used all your substitutions. And here's the thing. Oh, you got to keep playing. They'll find a winner. Think about this. 120 minutes is what they played. An NFL game is half the time. 60 minutes. An NBA game is less than half the time. 48 minutes. A NHL game is 60 minutes. The soccer, the World Cup with the overtime, they just played 120 minutes. It's more than enough time to get a winner. And they didn't get one. So we got to go to penalties. I got no problem with that. What I do want to talk about here is. This may have been the greatest game I've ever seen. It was the greatest soccer match I've ever seen. Hands down. Not even not debatable. But it may be the greatest game I've ever seen. Between teams that. Like, I don't have a stake in. You know what I'm saying? I mean, greatest games. Like, I'm going to go something with the Heat for sure. Greatest games I've ever seen that you don't have a stake in. Like, for me, the most excited I'd ever been over a game with teams that I don't have a a, a real rooting interest. Although, I did have a rooting interest that game. But, like, neither one of them is my team. You understand what I'm saying? Patriots going for the undefeated season. I was rooting so hard for the Giants, of course. But, I, I... Neither one of these are my teams... And I've never been more into a game, I've never been more excited about a game, about an outcome, in-game, what have you, than that Giants-Patriots Super Bowl. This game is right up there. This, is, I mean, if you take out your rooting interest, you take out your team, this is one of the, it's the best soccer match I've ever seen. That, that not debatable. It might be the greatest game I've ever seen because of all the drama, but also how about this? Yes, the storyline of Lionel Messi. He's undisputed greatest player ever now. Although, uh, undisputed as far as best player today, like Ronaldo. Like, that's over. Is he undisputed greatest player ever? I don't know. That's not for me to talk about. I'm, I'm you know, I'm not soccer expert here. But, you got the storyline of Lionel Messi in Argentina. In the greatest soccer match I've ever seen. But here's the thing. Here's why this might be as great a sports game you've ever seen not only did it live up to the hype but here's world cup final but here's how it lived up to the hype the two star players messi mbappe have we ever seen this before where the two star players who are considered two of the greatest players in the world you got messi who is the greatest player in the world and mbappe who looks like he's going to be the greatest player in the world. You got the two star players from each team having the game of their lives in the championship game. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Like, for example, the game that I just gave you, you know, the Giants, the Patriots. It had been like if... Eli Manning and Tom Brady each had the greatest game of their life. Brady did not have a good game, period. And Eli Manning's not one of the greatest ever. So you have you have a game, you know, hey, what about Game 7, 2016 NBA finals where the war where the, the Cavs came back from three games to one? LeBron was incredible, but Steph Curry didn't have a great game. You have a winner-take-all championship game. Which, by the way, I mean, this is the Super Bowl. It's it's actually bigger than the Super Bowl, the World Cup. The entire world is watching. You got as big a sporting event as there is in our world. It's a winner-take-all championship game. You have two of the best players in the world. One of them might be the best player ever. The other one may end up the best player ever. And both of them have the games of their lives in maybe the best soccer match of all time. I've never seen a sporting event like it. I've never seen anything like it. I mean, Messi with... Two goals in his last chance to win a World Cup. Mbappe with three goals coming back from down 2-0 with essentially 10 minutes remaining in the game. You have the all-time greatest soccer match, two of the all-time great players, and both of them have the games of their lives in the biggest moment. I've never seen anything like it. It might be the greatest sporting event, a sporting match game of all time when you factor in everything I just gave you. Unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. Obviously super thrilled with Messi winning. And you know what I thought was kind of cool? You may think it's kind of weird that I said, by the way, I'm waiting around an hour for them to bring that World Cup trophy out there. I want to see Messi raise the trophy. I got to sit around for an hour for that. Come on. Let's, let's, let's get this thing going. I got places to be. I really just had football to watch. But anyway, you know what I kind of dug? That Messi didn't cry. Probably thinking to yourself, oh, this is though. What, what do you mean you liked it? Didn't you want to see him cry? Yeah, I, I did want to see him cry because you, you knew he was going to be super emotional. But at the same time, I was like, I felt like it's so cliche for him to cry. And he didn't cry. You knew he was super, I mean, come on. You know it's the most important thing in the world to him. And it was the greatest win of his life. But I kind of liked it that he didn't cry. Because it's kind of cliche, you know? And he didn't cry. Even though he's super emotional. And by the way, let's put a local spin on this. Messi winning that World Cup is likely good for his chances. If you believe in this, if you believe that the rumors are legit with him and Inter-Miami, legit enough that they brought it up on the broadcast of the World Cup, if you believe in those rumors, Messi winning the World Cup, he's accomplished everything. Much better chance of those rumors coming to fruition. Now that he's won the World Cup. Now that he's won everything. How about that? I was thinking about it. How about that? What a sports weekend. That, I, I, you factor in everything I gave you there. I, I think it may have been the greatest sporting event I've ever seen in my life. Not only is the game phenomenal... In a championship winner take all game, not only does it go the distance, it goes. You get the monumental comeback. Two nothings, a blowout. And by the way, Argentina was blowing them out, especially the first half. They were dominating the game. You get the incredibly dramatic comeback. And then in overtime, both teams score. And then you get a great shootout. Uh, and, and, and the goalkeeper for Argentina. Not only does he stop two, obviously, in, in the shootout. But, or maybe he stopped one. One of them wide. He may have just stopped one. Nonetheless. But also, the save late in overtime. Kick save in a beauty. I've never seen a, a, a sport. I've never seen a game like it. To have that performance from Messi and Mbappe in that spot. Never seen anything like it. What a match. What a match. What a weekend. What a sports weekend. I mean, that I, I, I tell you, I can't get over that World Cup. Man, and that Patriots loss. Oh, oh, let's get to that. Let's get to our NFL rundown. That's right. Week 15, NFL rundown. You know how we do it. And every Monday, our week 15—well, every Monday, our, our NFL rundown— only this week is our Week 15 rundown. We're, we're not going to get to next week and do Week 15 because that's going to be Week 16. Every week, our NFL rundown is brought to us by Brunt Insurance and financial services I've been using Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now to make sure that I'm protected I get my homeowner's insurance from them from Pensacola to the Keys and beyond Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs since 2013 they specialize in home auto life insurance Look, you can find them online, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Brunt Insurance. Like I told you, I've been using Greg Brunt and his team for over 10 years now, all right? The market's confusing out there. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you. His fully licensed staff, they know the area, all right? Now, they got three locations in South, Southeast, and Central Florida. So when you get them on the phone, 954-589-2204, you make sure you tell them exactly where they are. They know whatever area you're in here in Florida. So they'll wind up getting the agents in the location that is best for you. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for, let's say, your car, your motorcycle, maybe even your boat, Brunt Insurance, you made the right call. Their team has the expertise And experience to find the right coverage for you, comprehensive policies for trailers and motorhomes, let Brunt Insurance, they'll sift through the market, they'll make sure you get the right coverage, and make sure that you're covered. I told you, I get my homeowner's insurance from Brunt Insurance for a decade now, 954-589-2204 bruntinsurance.com 954-589-2204 Let's start out our NFL rundown with Saturday's games. So, you had an historic collapse. Not engineered, but I guess what would be the opposite of engineered? By Matt Ryan. So the Colts are up 33 nothing at halftime. The Vikings come all the way back, a touchdown, a two-point conversion. And that they would get a chance to win it with a field goal. Snap spot. Joseph, right footed kick it in. So there you have it as the Vikings come all the way back. Largest comeback in NFL history, 39-36. So now Matt Ryan has been the quarterback of the team that blew the largest lead in the Super Bowl, 28-3. And he's been the quarterback of the team that has blown the largest lead in an NFL game, 33-0. Kirk Cousins, 34 for 54, 460 yards, four touchdowns and two interceptions. He was terrible in the first half. Uh, Dalvin Cook. 17 rushes for 95 yards, four catches for 95 yards, and the touchdown that would wind up tying the game. The Vikings, 11 3. They are still second in the NFC. The Colts dropped to 4, 9, and 1. Jeff Saturday won his first game as coach. He can't win again. It, it's ridiculous. You can't just come in off the street and hey, the leader of men. You can't just come in off the street and be a head coach in the NFL. Get the hell out of here. The Browns. A 13-3 win. They do the Dolphins a solid. A 13-3 win over the Ravens. Terrible game. There's no way you wanted to watch that. Deshaun Watson, 18 for 28, 161 yards, a touchdown, no massages. Nick Chubb, 21 rushes for 99 yards. The Browns improved to 6-8. They're kind of in the playoff pick. They're kind of in the hunt. And the Ravens, they dropped to 9-5. They are now a wild card team. The Bengals are now going to win that division. The Eagles, a 25-20 win over the Chicago Bears. They're now 13-1, number one in the NFC. The Bears dropped to 3-11. Jalen Hurts, I think he's the MVP frontrunner, but he did not have a good statistic game. 22 for 37, 315 yards, two interceptions. He did rush for 61 yards and three touchdowns on the ground. Justin Fields, 14-21, 152 yards and two touchdowns. He had 95 yards rushing. And A.J. Brown, by the way, nine catches for 181 yards. Huge for the fantasy football. A lot of us are in our fantasy football playoffs now, week 15. A game that no one cares about in the NFC South. The Saints beat the Falcons 21-18. to 18. The Saints are 5-9. The Falcons are 5-9. Who the F cares? The Lions beat the Jets. They do the Dolphins a solid. 20 to 17. Both teams are 7 and 7 now, but going in completely different directions. As the Lions have won six of their last seven games, and the Jets have lost four of their last five games. Jared Goff was 23 for 38 for 252 yards and a touchdown. Zach Wilson got the start as Mike White is not healthy. 18 for 35, 317 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. Robert Sala getting a ton of criticism, very well deserved. The game ended with the Jets missing a 58-yard field goal. There was one second remaining when they kicked it, and they had one timeout remaining. So do the math there. If you got a timeout left, and you have to kick a 58-yard field goal with the game on the line, you did something wrong with that clock management. Terrible job by Robert Sala, but we love it as Dolphin fans. So now the Jets, they are dropped out of the playoff picture right now at 7-7. They're a game back of the Dolphins. Moving on, the Steelers. They topped the Panthers 24-16. Pittsburgh, keeping Mike Tomlin's streak alive of no losing seasons. They're now 6-8. They got to win their final three. The Panthers dropped to 5-9. You had uh, Najee Harris rush for 86 yards and a touchdown. Now, this was a wild NFL Week 15. You had a ton of games that came down to the final play, including... The Vikings beating the Colts on that field goal. Another one of those games that came down to the final play. The Jacksonville Jaguars. The game is tied at 34 in overtime. The Jags have come all the way back. They were down 17. The game is now in overtime, tied at 34. Cowboys ball. This is a third and three from their 47. Trips to the right. Elliott now the running back in place of Pollard. Shotgun for Prescott. He drops to throw. Looking, looking, fires middle of the field, and that ball is picked off. It is picked off by Ray Sean Jenkins. He's running it back along the right sideline. That is going to be a touchdown. That is going to be a touchdown. The Jags are going to win it on a Sean Jenkins pick six. Are you kidding me? How good is that? How about the Jaguars looking like a respectable team? They win 40 to 34. That's a crushing loss to the Cowboys. The Jags are now 6 and 8. Cowboys dropped at 10 and 4. They're a wild card team because Philadelphia is running away with that division. Trevor Lawrence, red hot 27 to 42, 318 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. Zay Jones, Six catches for 109 yards and three touchdowns. If you're looking for the fantasy football, Ceedee Lamb had seven catches for 126 yards. The Jaguars stun the Cowboys. Another game that ended on the final play. The Chiefs, the Chiefs and Texans, they're in overtime, and the Chiefs with a chance to win it. McKinnon the single back, three receivers in a triangle on the left side. Mahomes. Hands it off to McKinnon, trying to dart left, 25-20, downfield block, 10-5, touchdown, Kansas City! Terrific run by Jarek McKinnon to win the game in overtime on a 26-yard run, and the Kansas City Chiefs have won the AFC West for a seventh consecutive year at second all-time in National Football League history. In division dominance, and they join the '79 Rams in winning the West for a seventh consecutive time on a 26-yard run to end it. So them. the Chiefs survive, 30 to 24. They improve to 11 and three. The Texans drop to 1, 12, and one. Patrick Mahomes, 36 of 41, 336 yards, two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey, 10 catches for 105 yards. The Chiefs are second in the AFC. They do not own the tie break with Buffalo. Both teams are 11-3. The Broncos, a game nobody cares about. You got backup quarterbacks galore. They beat the Cardinals 24-15. Both teams are 4-10. Latavius Murray had 24 rushes for 130 yards and a touchdown for the Broncos. Nobody cares. The Raiders, oh my God, you've never seen anything like it. Another game that came down to the final play all because of the stupidity of the New England Patriots. So the game is tied at 24, all right? The Patriots have the ball. Again, the game is tied at 24. The Patriots aren't losing the game at 24. The game is tied at 24. And here's what ends up being the final play of regulation. Down to third and 10, three seconds left. Jones will give it to Stevenson. He's trying to run. He runs it out the middle. Hit by Chandler. Jones slips the head across the 45. With a stiff arm, off the tackle to the 40. He lost the football, and Jacoby Myers picks it up. He circles back and he throws it across the field. To a oh big my Jones. God! he's picked up by Chandler. teams i've ever seen and a victory for las vegas (laughs) love hearing those patriots broadcasters have to eat it love hearing scott zolak have to eat it love the face mush to mac jones he's buried into the ground can you imagine jimmy cephalo having to call that final play you wouldn't have had a clue what happened there love everything about that play the raiders win 30-24, to as dumb a play you're ever going to see. Take the ball, go to overtime. Instead, you got Stevenson who pitches it, and then you got Jacoby Myers who pitches it. If the ball, if it got to Mac, he tried to throw it back to Mac Jones, what was Mac Jones going to do with it? What was he going to do with it other than get murdered by Chandler Jones? But instead, Chandler Jones, he took the ball, and he buried Mac Jones into the ground. And that Mac Jones, he sucks. The Raiders improved to 6-8. The Patriots dropped to 7-7. Seven seven. You had Derek Carr, 20 for 38, 231 yards, three touchdowns and interception. Mac Jones is one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. He was 13-31 for 112 measly yards. Ramondre Stevenson had 19 carries for 172 and a touchdown. But the Patriots today are a laughingstock. One of the all-time dumbest plays, a game, a, a play that will live forever. And it's a Bill Belichick coach team that performed the dumbest play in the history of the NFL. I love it so much. I want to play. I don't want the whole play playing on a loop at my birthday. I want Chandler Jones burying Mac Jones into the turf played on a loop at my birthday. Now that's a party. The Chargers talk about games coming down to the last play. They kick a field goal with seconds remaining. They beat the Titans 17-14. The Chargers now have jumped the Dolphins due to the tie break. They are 8-6. The Titans are 7-7. Seven seven. They still have that fourth spot because they lead the putrid AFC South. But now the Dolphins have dropped to 7th as a result of the Chargers win. Justin Herbert, 28 for 42, 313 yards. Two interceptions. Derrick Henry had 21 rushes for 104 yards and a touchdown. He had four catches for 59 yards. The Bengals come back from 17-0 at halftime to beat the Bucks, 34-23. The Bengals are now 10-4. They lead the AFC North. They are third in the AFC. The Bucks drop to 6-8, but they still lead that putrid NFC South. Right now, they'd be hosting a playoff game. Joe Burrow, so cool. 27 for 39, 200 yards, four touchdowns and interception. Jamar Chase had seven catches for 60 yards and a touchdown. Tom Brady, 30 for 44, 312 yards, three touchdowns and two interceptions. And finally, Sunday Night Football. This was a very good game. The Giants beat the Commanders. That's what the Washington team is called this year. The Giants beat the Commanders 20 to 12. They are now 8-5-1. The Commanders are 7-6-1. Saquon Barkley, 18 rushes for 81 yards and a touchdown. Five catches for 33 yards. Jahan Dotson, four catches for 105 yards and a touchdown for Washington. The Giants are now the sixth spot. Washington is the seventh spot. You have Seattle and Detroit both a half game back. Of that final wild card spot. They're each 7 and 7. In the AFC, New England and the Jets are both 7 and 7. They are a game back of Miami and the Chargers for those final two wild card spots. And that right there is your Week 15 NFL Rundown brought to us by Brunt Insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. Make sure you're covered your home, your auto, life insurance, all that stuff. 954 589 2204. Wow. What a week it was. What an NFL week. Again, make sure you go to Show poll question for today. Our poll question, you heard right there, the Patriots. Oh my God, I love it. Poll question for today, did the way the Patriots lost make you feel better? All right, and uh, you guys are out there voting. Your choices are yes, can't stop laughing. I'm still laughing right now. Can't stop laughing, and no, the leader with 92% of the vote is yes, it made me feel better. I can't stop laughing. So go vote right now. All right, very good. So the Heat, by the way, I can't take the—I got a hard time, even though I should. I'm acknowledging it. I got a hard time taking the macro point of view with the Dolphins, which is they're going to win their final three games. They're going to make the playoffs, and it's still a really great season. But the micro view is more of what I'm focused on right now because I'm a fan, and uh, the Dolphins have lost three in a row. Even though they played well well enough to win on Saturday, I'm frustrated because— if they played that way, the previous two games, I mean, we'd be sitting here ten and four, right? It'd been a seven-game win streak, and then it was snapped on Saturday night in Buffalo. Uh, I, I can't complain about the snowballs, the ice balls. Listen, that's home field advantage, all right. You know, the Bills fan was complaining about the the heat, the weather. Hey, we held up a lot better in the cold than they did in the heat. But the snowballs, the ice balls, and all that, uh, you know, are the Bills fans scumbags? Of course. Of course. But I'm not sitting here complaining about that. That's home field advantage. That's what's going to happen. You got weather like that. You got all the snow. You got scumbag Bills fans are going to take advantage of it. You got to play through it. I mean, yeah, like, they're scumbags. What are you going to do about it? I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. All right. That's what comes along with the home field advantage. You know, if that game was here and the game in Buffalo was the beginning of the season. They wouldn't have been able to do that. And we wouldn't have been able to take advantage of the weather. So it is what it is. I I can't complain about it. The officiating. Look, there was a grounding call where, where it should have been illegal touching, right? Where he threw it at the lineman. I don't know why that wasn't grounding or illegal touching. Take your pick. There certainly was the one play, I think it was Tyreek Hill, certainly looked like pass interference. I don't know that I necessarily agree with the pass interference call late in the game on Cater Kohu, but I feel like the Bills got away with a little bit more than the Dolphins did. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it, though, because the Dolphins were up by eight in the fourth quarter. You got to stop them. Got to stop them. And you had multiple chances to stop them. So I I can't get crazy about the extracurricular stuff. The Dolphins played well enough to win the game. They couldn't pull it off. Their quarterback made more plays than our quarterback, especially down the stretch. And again, for the second week in a row, I think the biggest play of the game, I think the game was lost on the last play of the first half where the defense gave up touchdowns. That was biggest play to me. Each of the last two weeks. The Heat, though, next up for the Heat is tomorrow. They have Chicago. They are back home after a 4-0 road trip. I told you. I told you. 4-0 is what we're shooting for. You know, it's tough when you're an under 500 team to say, hey, let's go 4 0 on the road trip. You, if you're going to get back to 500 and then get over 500 for the first time this season, it's got to come on this trip. You got to take advantage, win all four. And that's exactly what they did. They beat San Antonio Saturday, 111, 101. And you know what? I'm starting to feel better now because it's so hard to climb out of an under 500 hole. We're not in the early part of the season anymore. We're over... We're almost... You know We're almost halfway through the season. 31 games in. 41's halfway. We're almost halfway through the season. Now they're over five hundred for the first time. They have their longest winning streak of the season. Four games. And I know the Heat are going to be a massive pain in the ass in the playoffs, whoever they wind up playing. The key is, you got to get there. Well, now... Hey, now they're knocking on the door. Now they're right there. And we're not just talking about playing situation. We're talking about actually getting into the top six. Going at, right now, the Heat are seventh. They're one and a half back of number six New York. I mean, we feel like New York is gonna hold up. So you're feeling a lot better about the Heat now because they're in a spot where they can get into the top six. But also, Eric Spolster coach teams literally, every year he's been the coach. I think this is fifteenth year. Team gets better as the season goes on. So, yes. The Heat won three out of four, uh, uh, all four wins on the road. Three of the four were against teams under five hundred. Yep. You know what good teams do? And I'm not saying the Heat are a good team. But you know what good teams do? They beat the bad teams. And they just did that. They just did that. And they won some close games, which they have not done all season long. And then they won a game by double figures on Saturday night. So, I'm feeling pretty good about the Heat right now. And also because, and it's not a coincidence that this win streak has come at the same time. The way the Heat were going to get better this year was going to be from internal improvement. And with Bam, what he has done during this stretch. Tyler, what he has done during this stretch. That's the internal improvement we're talking about. I'm starting to feel better about the Heat. I'm starting to feel better. The Panthers. Panthers are back in action tonight. They are in Boston. They beat the Bruins a couple weeks ago, 5-2, to two, kicked their ass here in Sunrise. That was the best win of the season before the win on Saturday night where the Panthers were in Jersey and beat the Devils. Devils are awesome this year. The Panthers, a great win on Saturday night at the Devils. Now can they follow it with a win at the Bruins? I, I My expectations are super low. You know what? The, with the murder of fun behind the bench, Paul Maurice... My expectations are super low. I'm not sure what Barkov's status. Dirty play by one of the guys with the Devils on Saturday night who who uh, cross-checked uh, uh, Barkov's knee, essentially, in a face-off. He, he checked him in, in, in the knee, and then Barkov couldn't play the rest of the game. So the Panthers, they still get the win 4-2. Bobrovsky was very good. He's been very good of late. The Panthers right now still find themselves. They're two points back of the second wild-card spot. Uh, no, excuse me, three points back of the second wild card spot. And I'll tell you, top 3 in the division, it's pretty much done. We're only 32 games into the season. They're 7 points back with two games in hand with, with uh with the Lightning having two games in hand. 7 points back. They've no chance of uh, of top 3 in the division. They just can't. So, it's going to be wild card or bust and they're 3 points back of the second wild card spot right now. Tonight would be a huge statement as to whether or not this Panther team is actually getting back on track. So, I'm very into this game tonight. Come on. 7 o'clock. Panthers-Bruins. Bruins' best team in hockey right now. 24-4-2. and One of those four, though, is the Panthers. So, uh, again, I don't know what Barkov's status is for tonight. Hopefully that's, uh, yeah. Uh, tonight's a big test of the Panthers. Can you keep this thing going? So, you know, all of our guests here on Zaslow Show 2.0 brought to us by Johnny Cuba. Go get yourself a Johnny. Six packs of Johnny Cuba available right now. Special holiday deals all throughout the holiday season at Dixie, at Fresco E Moss. You also go pick up Presidente, Sedanos. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. Johnny Cuba. Don't forget their mantra. Stay tranquilo. And joining us here, of course, one of our favorites. NBC Six is Ruthie Polinski here. Now, Ruthie, I-, I gotta start by asking you, how do you get to spend an entire week in California covering the Dolphins? And somehow they don't send you to go watch the Dolphins in Buffalo, where apparently they play on the wall, where Game of Thrones is filled. How film. How-, how did you avoid going to Buffalo?
1: Okay so actually I was bummed that I didn't get to go to Buffalo. I think I've always wanted to go to a game in Orchard Park. I just want to see it. I got to experience it. And if I'm going to go to Orchard Park, I want it to be snowing. Like I want it to be peak Buffalo. I want to see it in its prime. This is why we love it here, Bills Mafia in their best. Um but basically what happened was I spent the week in California leading up to the Dolphins game because it was on Sunday night football. So, because we had some pregame special, the postgame special with the game on our air, we like really invested a lot of our resources into going to California and kind of spending the week there. And then they lose two straight. Plus, it was on a Saturday night, and with local news, like we don't get a ton of bang for our buck. Like with weekend games on Saturday when we don't have a a show, and for our eleven o'clock newscast, the game wasn't even over, so we couldn't even show highlights at eleven. So there isn't a ton of like TV like profit like in lo- the local news world when you go when they play on a Saturday night I was going to do my show on Sunday on anyways um so that's kind of how that all shook out and I was bummed like I said I wanted to see Buffalo I wanted it to be in the snow you know looking to avoid their third straight loss like I was ready I was like rearing to go and then we kind of we're, we're pulling we're, we're pressing on the brakes a little bit here so if golfers. it was up to you you would have went to that game oh 100% 100%. I would have loved to go to that game. Keep in mind, I get to sit in the press box. So, you know, I'm not sitting out there in the elements all game. I'm not on the sideline like during the game. Like I'm in the press box. So I would have done my show from the field in that snow that started coming down in the fourth quarter. That would have been really, I would have loved that. Also, you're um, kind
0: of, it's, it's not such a foreign concept for you. Like I've never watched a football game in the elements i've been to oh. one game in my life in the elements where i went to me and joy taylor went to the stadium series game in new york rangers and islanders at yankee stadium it was like five degrees holy shit it was so cold but other than that like i've never been to a game in the elements but you went to school at michigan i mean you you've, you've been up. to yes. these kind of games
1: i grew up in st louis i'm went to michigan i worked in rhode island like i, I covered the pats like in foxborough like I've seen some nice January, you know, December winter games in like some cold, cold places. So I've been there. I've done that. So and keep in mind, keep in mind that well. It was not that cold. I mean, it was thirty one degrees. The game that was played in Chicago two days ago or, or yesterday was twelve degree wind chill. Like that's cold. That's when you can't see their face and everything hurts. Like when it's thirty one degrees and it's pretty snow, like, let's go. I probably would have been cold because my my blood has really Really thin since moving to Florida, and it gets to you know 50, 60 degrees. I walked outside last night after our 11 o'clock show, and I was like, It's cold. I was like, It's chilly, yep. it's like yep. it was like 60 yep.
0: degrees. Yep, I went outside this morning to uh to let my dogs out back. It is chilly out here, yeah. And, it, and yes, I, I, I hear you. Um, was uh, what was the point in the game on Saturday night where you thought the Dolphins were going to win? Like that they like that there must have been a time where oh my god I can't believe we're actually going to win this game.
1: They were up 8, right? Yep. That was when I was like, my might my off. off. And then Buffalo had that last drive and I was like that was right there. I mean it was right there. And I, and I feel I feel frustrated by this loss because I was it was so winnable. angry. I was so yeah, angry was winnable. Saturday night. It was right there and and I hate to point fingers here with this loss, but Tua played well. The defense played good enough uh, for the most part. They couldn't get off the field, obviously, on that last drive. And um, and McDaniel didn't manage the game well. I mean, again, and, and this is kind of a theme, and I talked about this on our show last night. I think he's still a rookie coach. Like, he's still learning, like, his system and how to manage the clock, when to call timeouts. But he called those timeouts really late in the game. And I think you could have given yourself a better chance. And keep in mind, they had to call a timeout in the third quarter because they couldn't get the playoff or something. I, I can't remember exactly what happened. They had to burn a timeout in the third quarter, which your second half timeouts are so, so precious. And when you wait to call those timeouts, you know, I, I think it was like a minute, it was under two minutes. They started using their timeouts. And just when you're going up against the Bills and that kind of game, you kind of wanted him to have a little bit more time to maybe be able to get the ball back. Um, and so that was that was frustrating for me because again, can Tua play in the cold? Can the offense get back on track? Like all those questions were answered. Yeah. Can the run game get going? Like that was all answered, and they did it in the cold. They did it in the snow. Yeah. And then to lose to the Bills, that are a fantastic team. Like let's keep this in mind. Like fantastic team, but. Kind of, I guess, that's the narrative that's been bothering me the last two days. Like, this is a moral victory. Like, we can do it. Like, we're right there with the Bills. Like, woo-woo. Like, no, no, This is December. You are fighting for a wild card spot. Like, this is exactly where we were last year at this point. Fighting for a wild card spot. So, like, it, it's it's frustrating because, obviously, your eight-degree start is so exciting. And the offense is sexy and flashy and explosive. but like when you look at it from a very like pushed back perspective, like we're in the same spot, like <laughs> where we were last year. So little it's a little interesting. To, to well, the, like, like
0: to that point, you know, what I've been talking about so far today, if there ever was a good loss, I do think that was the game, but I have a hard time seeing it that way because we're in the midst of a three game losing streak. You know, if this game right here was the game where our five game win streak was snapped, like this was the game instead of the 49ers game, I'd be sitting here saying, like I I would take silver linings out of it. Mm -hmm. But I have a hard time doing that when you're right, it's December, but I have a hard time doing that when it's the third consecutive loss, you know, and Yes, Tua did play well on Saturday, and by the way, especially in the first half. I mean, boy, yeah. his wide receivers really killed him. I mean, just killed him. Tua was placing that ball in perfect spots. I know Tyreek Hill apologize after the game. He he has nothing to apologize for because he's amazing. All right, he's he's allowed <laughs> to have an off game. He 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 does never he never has to apologize for anything. He still did. He's been an excellent leader for this team from the moment that he signed. Tua's wide receivers uh, did not help him, especially, I mean, Sherfield. Look, Sherfield catches that ball in a perfectly placed ball on the ground there. He, the Dolphins lost four points on that play, all right? You yeah. can't get a field goal instead of getting a touchdown. But my thing is, while Tua played well on Saturday night, the fact of the matter is this three-game losing streak, Ruthie, Tua's been outplayed by the quarterback in all three games. That's true, mm-hmm. okay? Purdy, uh, Herbert. And Josh Allen. Now, there's no shame in Josh Allen outplaying you, but no. the fact of the matter is, you know, fourth quarter game on the line. Dolphins picked up a couple first downs. They got to midfield. They couldn't do anything after that. Uh, Josh Allen made all the big plays down the stretch. Three straight games, three game losing streak. Two, uh, even though he played well Saturday, two was out playing all three. Lost all three. Yeah,
1: and that, and that guy's unbelievable, right? Like you're watching Josh Allen, and you're like, this is a once in a generation quarterback, which stinks because he's in the division. But it's it's. You want to see to be able to put the team on his back the way the way that Josh Allen does and the way that Patrick Mahomes can and and these these great quarterbacks Joe Burrow like even Herbert even Herbert did uh, in in the game against the Dolphins and I just think that there's still a little bit of that drop off that you just want to be able to see this guy come in in the situation like that and be able to get a win on the road in yeah. Buffalo when the playoffs are on the line and we just haven't really quite seen that yet when it, when it comes down to those final moments in a crunch time situation and um it, it's frustrating it, and it and again it's we're so happy with the growth we've seen from two it, this year and I think he's really blown everyone out of the water and exceeded all expectations of what that year three jump was going to look like but there are still some some moments where you sit there and you say all right now it's time for him to like get everyone on his back the way Josh Allen takes off for that 44 yard run and you're like I want my quarterback to do that you know Mm -hmm. um so you know it is but but like you said I think the receiver hurt. I think there were there were some receiver issues yep um and and again I just think why did they get away from the run that was working so well and 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 that was one of the frustrating things like you know we Mostert has a 100 yards rushing in the first quarter and then after that, it was like, where do you go? Oh, you know, and and I think he kind of got away from what was working well. And, and some of the play calling was a little questionable. And I just think there was a little bit of um, just a lot of situational things happening around Tua of it, maybe weren't necessarily his fault. Also. Uh, I,
0: I do think the reality, though, is, you know, like the Dolphin fans expectation has changed throughout this season, because the reality is. This team's gonna win eleven games. They're going to win these final three games. All right, they're gonna beat the Packers this weekend, and then you got the Patriots and the Jets game at the end of the year, which is likely gonna be for a playoff spots. Gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, They're going to win these final three games, and they're going to have eleven wins. In in in, in I, I know you know it's eleven wins in a seventeen game season, not sixteen, but still, eleven wins is a great season. This Dolphin team. They haven't won 11 games, I think, since 08 when they won the division, the year where Pennington was the quarterback. So it's been, again, 16 games, 17 games, 14 years since the Dolphins have won 11 games. They got a great up. They're going to be favored in all three of these games, Ruthie.
1: Sure. Let me ask you, if they they don't win these three games, how do you categorize this season? And they're like, win and get in against the Jets.
0: Well, it, it, it depends. It depends who, like, if they lose the Packers, but they beat the Patriots and the Jets, they're going to get into the playoffs with sure. ten wins. So it, it boils sure. down to: Are they going? So are you asking me if they miss the playoffs? How do I boil down the season? No, 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 no. Just
1: if if that last game comes down to win or get in the way it was in the way it was last year and the year before. You know, you're trying, you're winning. You gotta win that last game and get in, regardless of what happens. Get into that final wild card spot or whatever. How do you categorize that season relative to seasons prior? I think it's gonna be
0: a great season. They could be a great season. You win ten or eleven games, you get to the playoffs, and because you got to remember, no matter how they wind, no matter what seed they wind up getting to the postseason, we know we have a franchise quarterback. So if they make the playoffs, and we know we have a franchise quarterback, and in the first year this group is together, we have an explosive, very fun offense. This seems a home run. Like that's what I'm talking about. Where the Dolphin fans, the the expectation. Look, expectations change in the middle of the season. Where, like. Oh wow, we're a lot better than we thought we were going to be. Now just making the playoffs—that's not good enough. Let's uh, let's go win the Super Bowl. Like it's it's okay <laughs> for expectations to change in the middle of the season, sure. and that is what's happened this year. But if they just get to, the reality is they're going to be favored in these final three games, each of them. And if they get to the playoffs, no matter what they do in the playoffs, I, I think it's a home run season. I do. Yeah,
1: I, I I agree, and I think you know you see the way that just to, we, we learned, we got the guy, right? Like you got to, uh, you got the guy, you got the coach, you know, you have the pieces around you, Tyree kill for the foreseeable future. Um, so, you know, I think there are a lot of interesting, um, ways to look at the season, but like with Tyree think, kill, think, like
0: when's the last time the Dolphins signed a free agent Dolphins been off season. And I know he was traded and then, but then they, they signed him. The Dolphins have won the offseason a thousand times. When's the last time the Dolphins signed a big time free agent? And he ended up being worth every penny. Like that's what happens.
1: Yeah. Time. Yeah. hundred percent. And and I mean, this guy's on I mean, he's on pace for having career numbers with Tua. And he used to play with Patrick Mahomes. So like yep. it's 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 a really it's really fun and fascinating and it's a really cool kind of experiment to see like how that all played out. Um and I, I and I love what's happening there. I think defensively there are gonna be some changes. This is all things we can talk about in last season, but Man, I mean, your defense took a big step back from the last few years. Um, and you go out and you get Bradley Chubb. Like, where's Chubb? Like, wh- like you want to feel Chubb. Like, you want to feel his presence. Like, I feel Jalen Phillips more now. And maybe that's because – maybe that's more because Chubb is – That's my you know, guess. Involved, it's, all, it's all complementing each other.
0: That's um, one of those things where it's like, you know, people like you and me who – like, layperson – and we're on the outside and we don't exactly know everything that's going on. Like, that's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I I got to like, where was Jalen Phillips at the start of the season? Oh, wow. He's yeah. been amazing since Bradley Chubb got here. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of got to figure that's a direct result of Bradley Chubb. Yeah,
1: because you, you really do feel like you have to like account for Chubb yeah. to open things up more for Jalen. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think, I think there are going to be some, some things where we take a step back and look at the season and be like, okay, well, maybe if the defense, you know, I'm worried about Xavier better, Howard.
0: I, I feel like he gets picked on a little bit. I'm worried about Xavier Howard.
1: I, he must not be healthy because he's proven that he's one of the best in the league, you know, so there must be something going on there that maybe we're, we're unsure about. Um, but yeah, he's getting picked on and people aren't necessarily afraid of him, nope. it feels like, which was always kind of the bread and butter of, the defense the last two years so it's um,
0: weird with dbs now like yeah there, there's no such thing as Deion sanders anymore where you know hit pretty much his entire career he's locked down the best you've ever seen and now with dbs they have a. Sh- it's kind of like running backs where they have a shelf life of like three or four years where they're locked down mm-hmm. and then they fall off a cliff and i yeah. hope that's not what's happening here
1: And not to get super philosophical here and on, on this aspect Joe. but like you wonder if maybe the weight of the league has kind of really turned into this pass heavy like really talented wide receiver league like receivers are just like confident and good and talented and they're not and they're like I want those 50 50 balls with the best guy you know it's just kind of maybe the way that the league and the and the game have kind of shifted in the last couple of years something we could do a study we could do in the off season. <laughs>
0: Ruthie, give me uh, give me some thoughts on the finish of the Patriots game, which certainly helped the Dolphins, okay? Patriots and Jets losing, because I believe if the Patriots won that game, uh, or if the Jets would have won their game, the Dolphins would actually be on the outside looking in right now on the playoff picture of both Jets and Patriots lost. Give me some thoughts on the end of the Patriot game there. I mean, holy crap.
1: Uh, I, I still don't have the words. Um, it. Was the wildest thing I've ever seen in my life. The dumbest thing. (laughs) The dumbest thing. They're not a well-coached team. Like that's the bottom line to me. Like, and that's what's crazy. Like this is Bill Belichick. Like they are all over the place. And you know, we wonder if the issues with the quarterback, or maybe getting into other facets of of the game, and. He and apparently Belichick said that wasn't the call that they weren't even supposed to do that. Like the players were just like, Hey, let's just like throw right. lateral. Like he if we can keep the play alive, like go to overtime. Like, yep. what are we talking about? And, and I, you know, I was, I was joking with a couple of my friends in new England because, you know, Boston sports talk radio is like going to just have a heyday today. And it's funny because it's the holidays. And I was like, if people have time off, like they're coming in for this, you know, like to, to talk about this. Yeah. And I was like, what's going to get more airtime? Come on today, Monday, either the last play or the 30 minute hug between Mac Jones and Josh McDaniels right after the game with Belichick sitting there watching them. Yeah. And Mac it's, Jones,
0: every game now yells at Patricia on the sideline as if he's Tom Brady, um, by the way, what's Mac Jones ever want to go yelling at uh, coaches?
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I, it's unbelievable what's happening there. And the fact that they're even alive is wild to me. Um, but again, I still, I still do feel that like Foxborough and I know the Dolphins have really dominated the past, you know, in the Tua era, but like, I still feel that, Hey, that's going to be a big game and it's going to not be a blowout in new England. You know, when you go in there and play and those guys are fighting for a playoff spot. a really good defense. Um, you know, they're they still have a lot of really good players and leaders on defense. Um, and so I, I just, I think it's going to be, it, it, it's just wild. The division is crazy. I mean, the fact that the, the Bills and the Dolphins are in right now and the Jets and the Pats with the two teams knocking on the door, it's just it's unbelievable and it's we're lucky, right? it's fun that we get to be in this, you know, how, how much would it suck if they were just playing bad teams in their division all the time um, which kind of was it how it was for the Pats for a long time but I think it's um, it's just fun it's really fun but what happened in that game, I mean I don't even know how to like it's say I, I don't know
0: It was amazing. It was amazing, but, but then, and amazing. And to bring it back full circle, like, you know, what you just said, it's, it's exactly why I think this, you know, Dolphins, they make the playoffs. That's why this season's a home run. Like they, this season's been really, really super exciting. And it's going to finish with division games against New England and the Jets that both have a ton of meaning. And if the Dolphins win those three games to get into the playoffs, like, all the conversations we're having with Dolphin fans right now who are really down and really upset, you're going to feel pretty amazing going into the postseason yeah. on a three-game win streak and having beaten the Patriots and the Jets to get there. Like, you're going to feel like it's a home run season.
1: A hundred percent. I'm with you there. And I think that's – there's really nothing, to me, it's unacceptable to really lose any of these 3 Like got to win them all. Don't, like, control your own destiny for yeah. once. Like, just get to the playoffs and – and the fact that you got there on your own, kind yeah. of type thing. Like, don't be like, oh, well, we need this team to lose and this team to lose and like put all the puzzle pieces together because you kind of were playing that game the last couple of years. So it would be nice to just win and get in, do your job, come back home, play well at home. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay is still going to be Green Bay. I think you've got to win that game, but Green Bay's not dead yet. So it's, it's going to be fascinating. It's going to be prime time, another primetime game. The yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah. Three straight weeks, the Dolphins are on standalone games because, you know, if, and if you're listening right now, all the game NFL week 16 is a Saturday slate. There's only three games on Sunday. All right? right. And the Dolphins, all three of those games are standalone games. So the Dolphins, 1 p.m. on Sunday, Dolphins backwards, the entire country is getting. So three straight yeah. weeks, the Dolphins are essentially national TV. Can, can we win one yeah. of those? I mean, can we win one right. of these national games?
1: Shh. Stop embarrassing us.
0: <laughs> uh, you What uh, finally here, Ruthie Blinsky, uh, wh- what are we watching these days? You were on a uh, long flights to and from California. I'm sure you, you know, I, I can't imagine that you finished Netflix. There's probably still a few yeah. shows out there. Uh, what are we watching these days?
1: Okay. White Lotus. I yeah. asked
0: the other day on Twitter, do I need to be watching White Lotus? Yes.
1: But you have to watch season one too. Did you yeah. watch season one?
0: No, no, but I, I, yeah, of course, I
1: would start so from my, the beginning. My mom and my sister just watched season one, loved it, and like now I'm so excited to season it. two. It's a fascinating show, fascinating show, like really good. Um, okay, this is crazy. The Vow on also on HBO. Well, I don't know. It's what a that docu- is. Okay, it's a documentary series about Nexium, which was like. A culty, like, it's a, it's a true story. Um, it's a, about a cult that happened and it was like kind of turned into like a closed door, like kind of sex cult. And a guy I went to high school with is in the cult. Wow. And on the, and on the documentary, I wow. know his family very well. And he still stands by the leader. Like you go to him, he's still a defender. It's unbelievable. Wow. So, that was really crazy for me. Really crazy for me. Um, I don't know if he's in the cult part, but he just defends. kind of like the leader. Um, what else have I been watching? Those are two good ones. I highly recommend both. Um, oh, have you been watching the in-season hard knocks with the Cardinals? No, you know
0: what? I, I I do like the in-season better than, than the preseason. I, I I think it's, uh, I I just think it's more interesting, but I kind of grew out of hard knocks a few years ago.
1: I, I don't, I did too. I actually didn't watch the, the training camp one this year, but I've been watching the Cardinals one because I think what's happening there is like yeah. fascinating, just like yeah. the ultimate collapse. Um, and so it's, I'm, I'm a little bit behind. Like I'm a, few, I'm, a, I just watched their game in, um, Mexico City when they played, um, the 49ers. Um, they're going to lose that so game. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so it's crazy when you like kind of know what happened, but it's really fascinating, um, because I kind of know what happens in, the season so I kind of want to see how they tell it um and I don't know if it stops but is it it only a few episodes like is it only a few weeks or do they go to that yeah I think it's just
0: I think it's just like three or four episodes probably yeah
1: yeah so
0: we'll see what happens all right all right all right those are good suggestions I'm always open to suggestions that's good stuff uh Ruthie uh are you on tv tonight you want to tell people how they could see you am I on tv tonight
1: that's a great question what day is it it's Monday I am on tv (laughs) I am on TV tonight. I will be on at five o'clock and eleven o'clock on NBC six. Um, not a ton going on today. Panthers. McDaniel talks at four thirty. So About to be interesting. Panthers
0: got a big one tonight at Boston. Coming off a huge. Pro, I, I think Panthers best one of the season at New Jersey a couple nights ago. So yeah, uh, this is Listen, a big one tonight.
1: You know what? And I and people are saying, man, what a disappointing season. What a disappointing mm-hmm. season. You don't have to win the Presidents Trophy this year. Just win a playoff series. That's I mean, true. Jeez, you know, and and I think you know, you look at the records of teams that have won the president's trophy and then have gone on to win the whole thing. Like it's not, it doesn't happen very often. So I think Paul Maurice is so experienced. I just, I trust him. I don't know what it is about him. Like I just, I trust him. I find confident comfort in his answers. And I think he's really honest with us. Um, and so I'm just being patient here. You I are very
0: long. patient. You, you are, you are as better as you than say, me.
1: As long as you stay in the hunt and you're teaching this team how to win in the playoffs, it seems like Bob has kind of turned a corner here. Um, I'm
0: all right. You're patient. I'm. I'm, even, su- I'm
1: super frustrated. Uh, maybe it's because maybe it's because I was. I've been so locked in on the Dolphins that I'm like, man, just give me. Just give me something like to escape from it, and I, you know, you know me, I love the Panthers, love hockey, and and same with the Heat. It's like things, you know, the Dolphins. When the Dolphins no, start, the Heat, I'm feeling like better about right now. The,
0: the Heat, I'm starting to feel good about right now. The Heat, I'm feeling good yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The heat, I feel good about.
1: Yeah.
0: uh, Ruthie, excellent job as always. Always appreciate you hopping on with us. Thank you so Fun much. Fun
1: chat today, I Like this discussion. Thank really you for waking
0: up. up. I know you had a late night last night. Sports final. Thank you
1: running on like, you know, just a couple hours of sleep, but we are alive and thriving and always happy to join
0: you. Good job, Ruthie. Thanks. Always a great job by Ruthie Polinski. Love having her on the show. And again, uh, make sure you check out and post all the interviews, youtube.com slash at Zazlo show and catch Ruthie, Rushi, catch Ruthie on NBC six uh, every night, including tonight there at 5 PM. You heard her. Uh, and again, all guests that join Zazlo Show 2.0 are always brought to us by Johnny Cuba. You know Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle brand European Roots of the Caribbean soul. Start your evening with a refreshing German lager in a can. I love having Juan and Myra, the whole Johnny Cuba family on board with us. You could purchase a six-pack. They got specials right now all through the holiday season. Get yourself a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Right now, Sedanos, Presidente, when dixie Fresco, Emas, and remember Johnny Cuba's mantra, stay tranquilo. Alright. And finally here, uh, you got Monday Night Football tonight. Monday Night Football, Rams, Packers, terrible game. Terrible game. There's no other way to sum it up. I mean, I'm going to be watching my stories. Uh, WWE Raw, I'll be watching my stories, and also, of course, Panthers at 7 o'clock, alright? Eventually, Monday Night Football will get onto the big TV, but the Panthers have to be over with, alright? And... My story's got to be over with. Huge episode of Monday Night Raw tonight. Oh, and by the way, if you didn't catch this weekend's episode of It's Still Real to Me, it actually dropped on Sunday this weekend instead of Saturday. Had some technical issues. Um, But anyway, that's neither here nor there. It's Still Real to Me, Pro Wrestling Show. It's under the Zaslow Show 2.0 Umbrella. And you can go back and you can check out this week's episode. Uh, Action Andretti, stunning Chris Jericho. Uh, That was the big story from AEW Dynamite. So, you can go back and you can check out all of that over the weekend. I hope that the pro wrestling fan enjoys and appreciates that. Okay, and if you're looking for somewhere to watch Monday Night Football tonight, you know my spot to watch the games is Briny Irish Pub, all right? Briny Pub, briny Pub Pompano on Twitter. Okay, Briny Irish Pub Pompano Beach. That's my spot. You got live music every single night. Walt Rooney live tonight at 6 p.m. But you also got Monday Night Football. Rams Packers at 8.15. You know, happy hour. It's the Briny Hour. Happy hour, 4 to 7 p.m. Every weekday, you got Monday night, prime rib special tonight. Hey, tomorrow night, you want to make your plans now. Tuesday night, new Mahi taco specials. Taco Tuesday, new Mahi taco specials on Wednesday, fish and chip specials. I'm setting up the whole week for you. All right, but tonight, you got great beer on tap. Briny Irish Pub, the world's greatest upscale dive bar. You take Atlantic Boulevard, you drive all the way east. Don't drive into the ocean. You want to park around back of the Briny. Free park in there. They'll validate you, all right? Briny Irish Pub. Briny Pub popping on social media. You can check everything out there. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. All right, come on. Here's what we got for big deal, not a big deal today. Let's start things off with Miles Sanders. That's right. Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders. Great running back for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's having a really good year. He did not do very much in the way of production yesterday. You know, the Eagles, they struggled a little bit with the Chicago Bears. They won 25-20. Jalen Hurts didn't have, excuse me, a particularly strong performance yesterday. And neither did Miles Sanders. Well, why does that matter? Why am I bringing that up? Because most people have their fantasy football playoffs going on right now. And Miles Sanders had just 42 yards rushing yesterday. He had minus 13 on one reception. So, Miles Sanders, if you've been riding him in your fantasy league, he, he killed you yesterday. Well, guess what? Miles Sanders does not care about your fantasy football team. That's right. Miles Sanders, he told you yesterday. He straight up sent out a tweet, Miles Sanders, telling you that he doesn't want to hear about your fantasy football team. That's right. He tweeted out yesterday, don't care about y'all ticket or fantasy and never will. That's a big deal. So I would tell you, Miles Sanders, listen, part of the reason that there's so much revenue with the NFL, and of course there's revenue sharing with the players and the owners, part of the reason there's so much revenue is through the fantasy football. So you can not care about fantasy football all you want, but maybe you keep that to yourself. All right? Because it's kind of a big deal. So I'm going to go big deal there. Miles Sanders not caring and letting all y'all know about your fantasy football team. Also, The New York Knicks, big deal or not a big deal. How about the New York teams right now? The New York Knicks have won seven straight. They're sixth in the East. They're a game and a half ahead of the Heat. The Nets, they've won six straight. So the Knicks, seven consecutive wins. The Nets, six consecutive wins. And the Nets right now, they're fourth at 19 and 12. That's a big deal. Look, Brooklyn, they're not going anywhere as far as the playoffs are concerned. They're clearly going to make the playoffs. They're going to be a good regular season team now. They're not going to do squat in the postseason. They don't defend, and they're a two-man team. And plus, you can't rely on Kyrie Irving. But the Knicks being a decent team, I like it. I mean, you're telling me you wouldn't like a a Heat-Knicks playoff matchup? Come on now. So the New York teams, Brooklyn 6th straight, New York 7th straight, that's a big deal. I'm into it, especially from a Knicks perspective. I want the Knicks to be good, because I want the Heat to beat them. And I want I want to drink the Knicks fans' tears. That's right. All right. And finally, oh, I got two more, actually. How about this? I told you all about this on It's Still Real to Me over the weekend. WWE Live is coming to FTX Arena December 29th. It's a SmackDown house show. House shows are the best. They are the most fun. Tickets are very affordable for tickets right now. I'm going to be there. Me and my son, we're going. WWE FTX Arena, Thursday night, December 29th. That is a great Christmas gift right now. They are advertising the return to Miami of Bray Wyatt. There you go. Go to ftxarena.com right now for tickets. That's a big deal. And finally, I got one more for you here. So, the world-famous soccer announcer, Andres Contour. He's obviously doing the World Cup game. He is Argentinian. He is Argentinian. Give Andres Cantor's final call of Argentina winning the World Cup a listen. ¡Vamos, Montiel. Montiel! Ah! <laughs> oh! ¡Argentina, campeón del mundo! ¡Argentina, campeón del mundo! ¡Argentina, campeón del mundo! ¡Argentina, campeón del, mundo. Argentina, campeón del mundo. Argentina, ¡Es campeón del mundo! ¡Del cielo lo hizo, amigo. ¡Lo hizo tu Lo hizo el Tata, lo hizo Luque, lo hicieron ustedes jugadores, que se ganaron el cielo. Argentina campeón del mundo, Messi es campeón del mundo, no podía ser de otra manera sino sin sufrir. Argentina, la
1: selección argentina de Lionel Scaloni es campeón del mundo. (laughs) Argentina,
0: Argentina, champion of the world! Incredible, incredible call. I wonder, I wonder what he said. Incredible call. You could hear he's crying and yeah, just what, what a and and the you know the cameras on him. It's not just the audio. You can go back and you can check out the video. I wonder what he said. Incredible. That's a big deal. I love seeing that. World famous, the most famous soccer announcer there, and enjoying it like the rest of Argentina. Huge congratulations to Argentina and all of the fans, all of the Argentinians around the world who got to experience in that experience that yesterday. And that is another edition. A big deal or not a big deal. Hey, make sure you like, you rate, you comment. If you're listening, whatever podcast platform, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash adsazlo show, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your mother I say hello. I love all you guys. Appreciate you. Looking forward to another great week of Zaslow Show 2.0. We'll talk to you tomorrow morning on Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba? That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. You got special holiday prices on six packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team Help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com. 954 589-2204.